Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. In the 30s, there are three teams that dominated the league. New York Giants, Green Bay Packers, and the Bears. And nobody could come close to us. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Who knows, maybe we come out running like wing T or something. Right on cue, Justin Fields to the end zone. With your host, the one and only, Kevin Powell. We're rolling and it's go time. Let's talk football. Do I think the Bears will beat the Buccaneers in Tampa? No, but am I still excited to watch this Bears game? Yes, that's because of Justin Fields. I think every week it's uh, fascinating to watch how he develops, how this Bears team uh, improves because the development of Justin Fields is key to this season. Episode 12 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you tuning in on this uh, week's episode. It's Andy Mazur from WGN Radio. I'll get his thoughts on this Bears season and uh, talk about the Bears-Buccaneers matchup. Uh, Justin Fields was asked about facing Tom Brady. He goes from Rodgers to Brady. Here's what Fields had to say at Hallis Hall this week. You know, Tom Brady's been in this league a long time, and it's just awesome to see, you know, him still playing uh, when he doesn't have anything else to prove. I mean, he's won what, six, seven Super Bowl rings. So um, just just seeing him, you know, still playing without anything else to prove, I mean, that just shows you how much he loves the game. So, of course, he's a great quarterback and will most likely go down as the you know, greatest quarterback of all time in NFL history. So, Look, Fields is a competitor. I'm sure it's cool for him to look across the field and look on the field and see future Hall of Famers and dream and think about what his future and his career holds, but he's a competitor. I mean, we saw it after the Bears, uh, the Bears lost to the Packers. He's very upset. This guy wants to win. He's been a winner his whole life. So um, I'm sure for these guys, you get to that level because you have a different sort of mindset. So I, I, I was anticipating those questions uh, at Hallis Hall this, you know, the past couple of weeks about facing Rodgers and Brady. Fields saying all the right things. Brady did have this to say about the whole Aaron Rodgers, I still own you quote after his game ceiling touchdown. I actually, before we get started, I wanted to say congrats to Aaron. Rodgers, obviously, um, not always a great quarterback, but I guess he's now a shareholder of the Bears. He was, you know, I, <laughs> I saw a clip of him really enthusiastically telling the crowd how happy he is to own Soldier Field. That was Brady on Sirius XM NFL Radio. I wasn't exactly sure if he was throwing shade at Bears fans or Aaron Rodgers there, if he was just kind of having fun with the whole situation. But, hey, the Aaron Rodgers thing, he can say whatever he wants about the Bears. The guy has absolutely owned this rivalry. I was fine with it. If you're a Bears fan, it probably stings a little bit. Salt in the wound situation. But Aaron Rodgers has completely dominated the Bears-Packers rivalry. But it is uh, Bears-Buccaneers this week, just after three down in Tampa. Bears beat the Buccaneers last year. Obviously, Tampa went on to win the Super Bowl. And they have one of the best defenses in the league. I know we talk a lot about Brady, but this Buccaneers defense, that front seven, best run defense uh, in the NFL, very tough test ahead for the Bears. Here's my conversation with WGN Radio's Andy Mazur. Now joining me on the podcast is Andy Mazur. You know Andy from WGN Radio, play-by-play, broadcast extraordinaire. Andy, appreciate you jumping on to talk some Bears. You got it. Let's talk Bears. Let's talk Bears. Uh, all right, they're headed to Tampa to take on a 5-1 and one Buccaneers team, the reigning Super Bowl champions, uh, Tom Brady. We know what he's all about, obviously. This is, I know everyone thinks Buccaneers, Tom Brady, but it's a pretty nasty defense the Buccaneers roll out. Do you think the Bears have any chance in this one? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess any team has a chance, but realistically, they're going to have to do a lot of things right to be able to beat Tampa Bay. And, 
You mentioned the defense. And you're looking at some of the numbers, especially if the Bears try to, uh, to uh, mount any kind of run game. Tampa's not allowing much more than 50 yards per game. <laughs> We're talking about that's well, however many running backs and however many runs from your from your quarterback as well. So that does not bode well, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't try to do it. I mean, it's kind of like the old baseball adage that just because a guy throws fastballs and a team can hit fastballs doesn't mean you don't throw a fastball. you got to do what you got to do. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, what kind of game plan that they uh, they devise with uh, with Bill Lazor and of course with uh, Matt Nagy's input uh, on how they how they handle that the front seven for uh, for Tampa, which is very formidable. Yeah, they're allowing just fifty four yards per game on the ground. The next closest is the Saints at seventy nine. So that gives you an idea how stout they are up front. And that was a lot of talk at Hallis Hall this week was about how nasty that front seven is for Tampa. You know, not to look back, we're headed on to the Buccaneers, but you look back at the Bears-Packers game, like, that was a winnable game for the Bears, and look, I mean, they kind of got in their own way. They had some dumb penalties. Uh, The interception of Fields, we all thought it was offsides by the Packers and a free play and all of that. They had two impressive drives. It's just the consistency part of the offense that I think we're all looking for. Yeah, and it's it's hard to expect that. From, uh, from a rookie quarterback, no matter how talented Justin Fields is. And he's a very talented guy, and especially we've seen now when there's plays actually designed for him and for his strengths, you know, he can, he can do okay. I, I, think, I thought he got jobbed a couple of times uh, in that game when the Bears were starting to roll a little bit. The, uh, the offsides seemed pretty, pretty apparent to a lot of people, and uh, the fact that he called timeout, and the referee basically gave him the talk to the hand. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that the, the referees were uh, at their discretion whether or not they could uh, grant a timeout. Uh, three seconds left on the sh- on the uh, on the play clock. It, it seems like that was uh, something that didn't go their way. Now, look, I mean, I, the old adage, and you know, I hate to keep going back to to baseball, but you know, rookies don't tend, tend to get a lot of calls on, on close pitches. I don't know if this is a rookie indoctrination kind of a thing, but. You know, Justin Fields is a competitor, and this is a guy that does not like to lose and does not like to uh, be in those kind of situations. So, you know, he seems like the kind of guy that would use a lot of that as motivation for the next time around. And what better uh, motivation to, you know, to try to, to use than to, to go against one of the best quarterbacks and one of the best defenses in the league? I love hearing him talk. I really do. I mean, he just has all the makings of a potential star quarterback in the NFL. He says all the right things. You know, it was at the game after the Packers lost, and, like, you could just really tell how upset he was, but he still handles himself professionally. I thought there was a good question this week at Hallis Hall, and I guess this applies to a lot of top quarterbacks that get drafted. You know, you go from a program like Ohio State, and this is not shots fired at other Big Ten teams, but, like, Ohio State is typically the most talented team in the Big Ten by a long shot. And he goes from basically scoring at will with the Buckeyes to to some serious inconsistencies and some struggles. This is the NFL, right? I mean, no matter who you're playing week by week, it's you're 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 facing some very talented players, um, even if it is a bad defense. So yeah, I thought his his answer to that was interesting. Um just everything about like the way he handles himself, it's impressive to me. Yeah, and you can go back to the preseason for that too. And when uh, when Eddie Dalton was getting booed and uh, and how he handled that, knowing that he wanted to play, obviously he wanted to be the number one. He, you get drafted number eleven overall, you expect that you're going to make some kind of an impact sooner rather than later. And you know it was it was only a matter of time. But you know telling the fans not to boo uh, Andy Dalton to, to cheer the quarterback that's out there, I thought that was very mature. 
uh, you know, the fact that he knows that last week it wasn't him against Aaron Rodgers, it was him against the Packers defense and Aaron Rodgers against the Bears defense. He speaks uh, a lot uh, older than he actually is, and I think he, he understands. You know, the, the whole thing about uh, you know coming out of Ohio State and uh, being able to score at will, I mean, ask Trevor Lawrence. I mean, what right. it's been like for him to you know to be at uh, at Jacksonville. That's that's the the benefit and the distraction of being the, the best college football player is you're probably going to go in the top fifteen and you're probably going to go to teams that are struggling a little bit. They need you. So I mean, it's 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 the kind of a thing where he's going to have to balance that. And I, I don't think that they're going to have to worry about Justin Fields and an attitude uh, either way, win, lose, or. Uh, in the middle, he seems like a really even-keeled kid, and that's a great disposition to have as a quarterback. Yeah, and if we're going to talk about the development of Justin Fields and whatever the way, you know, I've been saying this all year, like how the Bears view this season, is it sneak into the playoffs? Is Was it all about the development of Justin Fields? I mean, that Packers game, there was a lot of moments and just the way the game played out, even that, you know, interception that probably shouldn't have been. Um, like there, there were a lot of things in that game at least from my viewpoint, that like if you're talking about development of Justin Fields, there were a lot of teaching moments throughout that game. So, you know, if we're talking about the development of Justin Fields, like I, I think that was, all right, like that's a game. Let's see how he builds off a game like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we saw what he built off of a, a horrible game against Cleveland. I mean, you know, he came right back. He, did, he, he was obviously bruised and battered from being sacked, you know, nine times. But he wasn't going to let that be his, uh, immediate legacy, let's put it to you that way. And he, he has a great chance and a great opportunity in front of him for this year to develop into something. And, you know, even if the Bears do make the playoffs, I mean, it's still, to me, it's still kind of a long shot with the, uh, with the schedule that they're playing. I mean, you're seeing Green Bay again. You got the, the, the Niners, you got the Ravens, you got the Vikings again. And Seattle probably not as, as good as they are without uh, uh, Russell Wilson. But what I'm trying to say is that I think the season should be more about developing him than trying to sneak into the playoffs because he's your future. And I don't know if there's a fleeting moment, and you know maybe it's maybe it comes down to it being more important for Matt Nagy to make the, the playoffs than Justin Fields, if that makes any sense. But uh, I think that you know you're talking you're talking about a long term investment. You can't really think that you're going to get you're going to get rich right off of uh, you know uh, an initial investment. It's going to take a little time. For him to mature a little bit, and I really think they got the right guy uh, for for this city, for this team, for the for the kind of the the, the attitude of this of this uh, franchise. I mean, I think they got the right guy. So let's see how he develops. I, I don't really have many concerns about how he's going to turn out. Neither do I, and I hate to get ahead of myself. I mean, especially considering how awful the quarterback position has been with the Bears. But that also like. Prior quarterbacks also shouldn't. I, I try not to allow it. Um, allow me to like, you know, blur the way I I view Justin Fields and his development. But like, I, I'm like sold on him. I know it's a small sample size, and maybe I am getting a little too optimistic. But like, some of the throws he makes, the way he carries himself, I, I'm all in on this guy. I really am. I think this. They finally have found a guy they can build around for the next 10-plus years. You know, the Mitch, Mitch Trubisky was like, you kind of had to talk yourself into it. Like, if you actually really wanted to believe that he could be a franchise quarterback, it took it took a little more convincing. Where now you see Fields, and it's just, it's. I mean, it's, it's night and day from what we've seen. I know the results haven't been as consistent, and they're, not, they're still 
dead last in just about every offensive category. Um, but if they can continue to get better, I mean, this is, I guess week by week, it's, it's, it's fascinating to me this season. It's one that we had the Dalton Fields storyline. Now it's just like, how much better can Justin Fields be? Like, imagine if they didn't have Fields now, it, it would be the whole feel of the season would just be completely different, you know? Yeah, and I mean, really, realistic to look at it. I mean, you know, Mitch Trubisky, not his fault for being right. drafted where he was. Uh, not his fault that his coach was too stubborn to design plays for him. Uh, not his fault. Uh, but at the same time, was Mitch Trubisky ever this good? I mean, as Justin Fields is now, uh, even four or five starts into his NFL career? I don't think so. Yeah, you know, uh, Mitch Trubisky he- throws six touchdowns against the Buccaneers, and we're all still kind of like, eh. You know, yeah. it's like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but look, but look at how look at how that development went, and look at how this development is going because there's a little more talent. You know, yeah. let, let, let's call it the way we see it. I mean, some of the throws that Justin Fields has been able to make down the field, first of all, toward the sideline, dropping a ball in between coverage. I mean, it's it's so fun to watch. I'm sitting here on my couch going, okay, if they lose, they lose. This is awesome to watch yeah. because it's only going to get better because, you know, Darnell Mooney, we hope he's going to be around for a while. Who knows what's going to be going on with Allen Robinson, but these guys are playing for this kid. They're, they're making great catches. He's putting balls into, into places where only they're able to go get it. That, that mindset and that mentality of being able to uh, fit a pass in and be accurate with a ball, Throwing on the run, throwing with your feet set. He's got that tool. He's, he's got the tools. He's got the the, the, the whole thing. Uh, I think he's got the whole tool shed. If you want to, if you want to be honest about it, and it's been fascinating to watch how much better he is now than Mitch Trubisky ever was. Now again, we're talking apples and oranges. We're talking about a guy that went to a top line program in Ohio State and played in very high level games and made a lot of starts compared to Mitch Trubisky, who made a handful of starts for. Not, a, not an also ramp, but not an Ohio State uh, in North Carolina. Yeah, no, for sure. What, what did you think of uh, the Aaron Rodgers stuff? The I own, own you and then Brady. I wasn't sure exactly who Brady was throwing shade at, whether it was Rodgers or Bears fans, because he's like, you know, I want to congratulate Aaron on being a shareholder in the Bears and yeah, whatever he yeah. said. Um, you know, I when I heard that and saw the quote, I was like, well, I mean, Rodgers isn't wrong. He's completely dominated this rivalry and the Bears organization. He's terrorized Bears fans for years now. Um, I don't know. What did you think of the whole I still own you thing with Rodgers and then Brady chiming in and all that? Well, when you've won 22 of your 27 starts against the franchise, you probably have the right to talk. Uh, you know, I, I would think that that's uh, legit. You know, we say it all the time in any sport. You don't like what someone's saying? Stop him. Win a game. Right. Intercept him. Sack him. Don't let him score. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, hey, listen, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers probably got caught up in the moment. And, you know, there's been a lot of going on with him uh, this offseason and now during this Season. A lot of people give him grief for his hair, give him his grief for his uh, Jeopardy appearances. And I mean, listen, he had a rocky, rocky relationship with Green Bay going all the way back to the end of last year and even probably going back to when they, they drafted a backup quarterback. I mean, it's, it's been sour. He had every right to do it. I mean, and it, as you point out, the stats don't lie. I mean, it's, it's not a situation where he's a second-year guy and has won his third game. I own you. I mean, he, okay, then blew the heck out of that guy and then pound him into the turf. But you want to stop somebody? It's the same thing, you know, again, in, in the NBA. If you want to stop a guy from trash talking, you block a shot. Follow him hard. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, in Major League Baseball, strike him out. Don't let him hit a home run. If you don't want him to, to strut, stop him from doing it. So I, 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 I love how fans get all riled up about it. And, yeah, I'm a fan, too. I, I, at first glance, I look at that and I say, yeah, screw you. You know, who the hell do you think you are? And then you look back and you're like, yeah, you're Aaron Rodgers. You, you own him. You, you do. And there's not much you can do about it except do something about it on the field. I really wish for a lot of reasons, obviously. Like, the whole Aaron Rodgers era has been basically a nightmare for Bears fans because, you know, even even the loss. I mean, who went into that game being like, I think the Bears can beat the Packers? I mean, maybe. And, and honestly, again, I think they – you know, sustain a couple more drives here and there and don't have the dumb taunting penalties and, you know, that unfortunate interception. Who knows how that game goes? But, hey, that's Packers were a better team. They have, you know, maybe the best quarterback of all time. But it's like, all right, this is like when Rodgers scored, I'm like, that's this is this is the blueprint. This is this. This is the same movie we've seen a, th- a thousand times with the Bears Packers when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Bears kind of hang around. They put a decent game together and then Rodgers puts him puts him away late. Like I wish I wish the Bears again for a lot of obvious reasons had like a franchise quarterback during this era because we could have had some like awesome Bears Packers matchups and quarterback showdowns. But it's been completely lopsided. I cannot wait for Aaron Rodgers to not be on the Packers anymore because I just want to see competitive Bears games against the Packers and have real hope. And I, I honestly believe, like, if Rodgers leaves the Packers after this year, like, Justin Fields keeps growing into the quarterback, we think. Like, this could finally be that corner we've been waiting to turn in this nightmare rivalry for the past, what, 10, 15 years now? I, I just... You know, it's 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 if Rodgers wasn't on the Packers, it'd be a little bit more enjoyable to just like witness the greatness that is Aaron Rodgers. But he has provided so many devastating moments for Bears fans. It, I'm just yeah. done with it, Andy. I'm done with Aaron Rodgers with the Packers. You know, but you, but you you want to beat the best, though. I mean, you want I know, to beat the but it's not going to happen. Like there. I'm just like I'm no, done no, but... trying. You know, it's like I'm done with it. <laughs> but you know, this is more of an indictment to me on coaching. And, you know, not, not ownership, but, uh, you know, front office, you said it yourself. We have seen this movie a thousand freaking times, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know what's going to happen, yeah. right? But, and the old saying goes, those who ignore history are, are doomed to repeat it. You can't keep ignoring the fact that he can beat you with his, with his legs and with his arms. You yeah. got to get talent. You got to get some talent to back this up, too. I mean, now look, I think the Bears' secondary is better. Uh, recently than it had been in, in some of the cases with uh, Chris Conti. Uh, but, you know, I mean, you, you talk about some of that, and what are you, what are you doing? I mean, you, you have to understand, this is how they operate, right? It's not a secret. They're coming out there with the same game plan that they've had the last 15 times they've played the Bears. So whose fault is it? <laughs> it's, not, it's not his fault for con- continuing to pummel. It's more to me, to the way that the Bears approach things and the fact that you know what the guy's going to do, stop him. you gotta, you got you to figure out a way to stop him. For sure. And and it's you're completely right. Like, it would be fun if the Bears, like, there was a moment where, like, a signature game, whether Rodgers plays another year, where, like, Justin Fields outduels Aaron Rodgers. And it's yeah. a moment where all of us are like, wow, this could be the, the corner that we've been waiting for. I, I would love to see that. It would be awesome. Maybe it happens later in the season. The Bears beat the Packers, and Justin Fields goes off, and he's, his development continues to improve. Maybe that would be an awesome moment. Yeah. I, I hate to keep dwelling on Bears-Packers. I know we're onto the Bucks here, but... Do you have what's what's your like worst Bears Packers memory? Wow, uh, I, I witnessed so many of them. Yeah, <laughs> in I know. My, it's a long list. Covering the Bears, 
there were so many blowouts at uh, at Lambeau Field. But I tell you what, there, there's one there's one game, and it was a Bears win that completely hmm. sticks out to me, and that was the game right after Walter Payton passed away. It was in 1999, and the memorial service was being held at Soldier Field. Our great Dan Hampton had one of the most moving speeches I, I think I've ever heard uh, about a human being, uh, and uh, Walter Payton certainly deserved all of that. I'll never forget, we, we caravan back up to Green Bay after that event. It was a Saturday, and I was actually on the field with uh, a colleague from another uh, radio station in town. When Ryan Longwell set up for a, a field goal attempt, I had my, my recorder rolling. You hear one thump of the ball connecting with Longwell's foot, and the next thump was a blocked field goal. And the Bears preserved a 14-13 to win at Lambeau Field. Mike Wells, Brian Robinson, those guys were really heavily involved in what was going on up front. And that was something that I'll never forget the looks on not only the players' faces as we kind of ran out of the field, but looking around my fellow media members <laughs> saying, did we just see that? I mean, how fitting is this that someone rises to the occasion, literally felt, and Brian Robinson, I'll never forget this, he, he said he felt like Walter lifted him up to try to block that field goal. And to this day, it gives me chills to think about that whole period of time where we found out that Walter had passed away and then the, the, the service, and then who are they playing? I mean, it couldn't have, the script could not have been written any differently uh, than the Bears playing the Packers at Lambeau Field right after the greatest running back in the history of the game. Uh, and don't even uh, argue with me on that, anybody. Uh, to, to play the Packers and to beat him in such a fashion. It's so vivid in my memory. I can remember exactly where I was standing and my path to the field that day. That's how vivid it is. Wow. Yeah, I remember watching that and jumping up and down cheering when they when they blocked that field goal. I didn't know you were going to go that route. I thought you were going to go like the Randall Cobb, uh, Chris Conti blown yeah, coverage or I, something. But I, I appreciate that, that story. That yeah, yeah. Let's think positive. <laughs> I think positive. I, I like that story, Andy. Um, all right, Bears and Buccaneers just after three in Tampa. Any final thoughts you've had on the Bears so far this season, Andy's observations, things that are good, things that are bad that have stuck out for you? You know, I like the, the fact that Van Daggy is finally – learning to establish a running game. And, you know, you're looking at a system right now which is uh, which is good for anybody that's in it. I mean, David Montgomery, I think he's the most talented back that they have. And that guy runs with grit and determination, unlike a lot of running backs uh, that have come before him. You know, when you see Damian Williams uh, kind of pick up the slack and then Khalil Herbert uh, and now Williams out with uh, COVID, uh, I liked what I saw from Herbert the other day. I liked the, the fact that he's uh, kind of a bruising back as well and not going to go down. Uh, easy and that the fact that they can establish a running game like that only will help Justin Fields not only with his ability to run but now the fact that you can do a play action pass and open up a lot of things uh, in your passing game so the running game to me has been uh, a big bright spot uh, the other bright spot to me has been the play of that uh, the front seven I, I they're getting ungodly pressure on quarterbacks they don't always get to the guy and sack him but They've hurried some throws. They've forced some turnovers. You know, you get a little worried now when you start to think about, you know, them being without Robert Quinn. Uh, who knows what's going on with Akeem Hicks? You know, Khalil Mack, I, I don't, uh, you know, bet against him come game day, even if he hasn't practiced all week. So I think that guy's just a, he's a gamer. But um, I think I think those two aspects, uh, and I think everybody's looking, overlooking Tyro Santos. <laughs> 
Mr. Automatic. I mean, you know, you know, you know, we've worried about a kicking game for a long, long time. Uh, I know he's bound to miss one coming up here soon. That's a lot of averages are, are going to say that, but the consistency that he's provided. So I think in those three aspects, you know, covering all three phases of the game, those are the kind of things I've, uh, I've been impressed with so far. Well, as we wrap up this uh, the pod, the Bears injury report just came out, and uh, Keem Hicks was limited in practice on uh, Friday, so he's listed as questionable. Khalil Mack also limited, questionable. Same goes for Allen Robinson. I'd be surprised if Mack and Robinson don't play. Uh, Mack's kind of yep. been a little banged up, but he's he's been out there and still been productive. We'll see about Hicks with that groin injury. Um uh, safety to Sean Gibson is out with a hip injury, so that's not good when you're facing a you know receiving core that features all sorts of talent. Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, those guys. So, um, and then also some other news with you know Robert Quinn's been placed on the COVID list. Same with Damian Williams. Now it's Jimmy Graham being placed on the reserve COVID nineteen list. And you know, not that he's been all that productive this year, but you really hope this doesn't continue to grow. Uh, at Hallis Hall or anything like that. So um, I guess you could call it a, a mini outbreak uh, this deep into the pandemic, but uh, that's where the Bears are at right now. So very, uh, very tough test on Sunday. I, I don't think the Bears are going to win, but I'm still, and you kind of touched on this, still like very excited to watch them play because of Justin Fields. And like at any moment, if they are able to build a consistent drives, like, I think they can hang around in this one if Justin Fields makes some plays. He's the X factor the Bears have never really had at the quarterback position. So, you know, who knows? Vegas doesn't like the Bears this week. I'll say that. They're getting like no. 12, 12 points, which is a large spread. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're a double-digit underdog, yeah, that's uh, that, that's Vegas saying, yeah, we don't think you have much of a chance in this one. We're going to tempt guys to uh, maybe bet you double digits, and yeah. they feel like you're going to lose by 30. But uh, I don't know if it's going to be that bad, to be honest with you. But, uh, again, I, I just want to see growth every snap from a young quarterback. Yeah, we're going to have some issues with, you know, uh, time management at, at certain moments, maybe forcing a ball uh, if he gets a little frustrated. And that happens at the best of quarterbacks. But, you know, you want to see what he does the next time out and how he, he learns from each snap. And uh, the command of the offense. I mean, he's getting it. I think he was uh, pretty pretty intuitive with it uh, from the very beginning. And he's kind of must watch TV to me. I mean, he's he's the, the kind of guy that you never know. Is he going to throw a ball 65, 70 yards in the air and uh, throw a perfect strike, or is he going to run for sixty or seventy yards? He's got the ability to do both. So I, I love watching him. All right, that's Andy Mazur. Follow him on Twitter at Andy underscore Mazur1, M-A-S-U-R. Hear him on WGN Radio. And uh, I like your work with uh, Barrett Sports Media, Andy. Some interesting stuff you've been been posting as well. I like to read those as well. How often are you posting there? When can people uh, read your stuff? Yeah, uh, my stuff drops on Thursdays, so once a week. Uh, usually I focus on uh, radio and TV on air. A lot of times now I'm focusing on uh play-by-play and analysts and uh, kind of giving you uh, how they developed into what they are and my impressions of uh, why they're good and uh, why some guys would be fun to work with. And uh, It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun getting to know uh, some of these guys that uh, I- I've watched and admired for a long time and now kind of sitting down and objectively breaking down their, their careers and-, and how they do things. I'll put it to you this way. I've had a lot of, uh, a lot of feedback and-, and I've had a lot of positive things to say about a lot of people, I've had one article <laughs> where I went to town, and that was on A-Rod. Yeah, uh, and you're that. not going to get me to change my mind about that one. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know what the, anybody sees in him, to be honest with you. He, he annoys the, the crap out of me whenever I see him on TV. And uh, that's kind of how I, uh, the route I chose to go on that one. And it was 
it's uh it's it's from the heart and uh i i, I think i backed it up too <laughs> yeah yeah for sure well uh if anybody's interested in just the the media world and broadcasting and sports talk and all that barrettsportsmedia.com is a great spot you can read andy and other uh professional broadcasters as well given their insight but uh, andy i appreciate you jumping on the uh, podcast giving us your bears thoughts uh Let's just hope for uh, a non-blowout Sunday. I want to at least see opportunities for Justin Fields for him to develop and make some plays. Yeah, I don't want uh, I don't want Tom Brady to go into co-ownership with Aaron Rodgers either. So let's, <laughs> right. so let's put an end to that right now. All right, Andy. Thanks a bunch, man. You got it. Dude. All right, that's going to do it for episode 12 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you to Andy Mazer for jumping on the podcast as well. Be on the lookout for a post-game pod after the Bears-Bucks game a Sunday night. Hopefully we're talking about a Bears victory. I'm Kevin Powell. Thanks again for listening.